It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Well, here at the Morning Skate, we have a news update, and that is that Luke Cunning is lost for the rest of the season because of a torn ACL that he suffered in that game. He only played 26 seconds. It didn't look bad. We didn't really notice it, but... These injuries do happen that way sometimes. And I guess the last few days they've been consulting with the medical people, Drew, and they decided that surgery was definitely necessary. That's a big blow for the Sharks. Yeah, if not, you it, it's something that you have to get done or else it just lingers and lingers and lingers and lingers, and then you have to get it done eventually so you miss next year too, or part of next year. So got to get it done it's unfortunate Luke was really starting to find that groove they were really liking the way he was playing um, hard-working guy goes to the front of the net one of those guys who can grind it in the corners so that's disappointing for Luke feel bad for him and uh, now we'll see what Mike Greer is going to do as far as who's going to be in the lineup more on a regular basis the Sharks are already on the ice getting set to face off against the Calgary Flames in the nightcap the rematch of what happened on Sunday and what did happen on Sunday Drew Remenda I want to go right to the first six seconds of the third yeah. period. And I would like to have you analyze what happened and why it happened. Yeah, he was cross-checked a couple times. On the, one, one got him in the ribs and one got him in the, in the arms where guys like to cross-check now. But he lost his composure. He goes over the top with a chop that comes across Elias Lin, Lindholm from his neck down across his chest. And last time I checked, he can't do that. I was surprised he got two games. I thought he might get one. But... That's not the big issue. The big issue was Tomas Hurdle, one of the so-called leaders on the team, one of the core guys, gets selfish, gets mad, gets selfish, undisciplined, and then the Flames score three goals within less than two minutes. That lost the game for them. And um, there are times that, yeah, you're going to get ticked off when you're going to do something because you're mad and you're emotional. Um, but there's a difference between playing with emotion and being emotional. When you're emotional, you don't have control. Your emotions have control. When you play with the motion, you have control. And Tomas Hurdle at that moment didn't have control. And so the next two games he's out. I hope he takes these two games to reflect on his game because let's be honest, he hasn't been great lately. Well, it's not the first time that, that he's done something like this. I, I'd say in a different way earlier in the season. There were times he'd stay out on the ice too long. He'd have like a minute and 10 second shift wasn't doing that efficiently and was told you're not supposed to do that and he improved that but it's kind of interesting to see how this all plays out i've got a million thoughts on this topic drew number one i'm surprised he got two games too i thought they might fine him he's never been suspended ever he has no history you know you, you understand exactly what the league did i mean nobody, nobody's complaining about that but it's just tough for tomas hurdle because he had a, the beginnings of the come to jesus moment already in los angeles when they broke up his line in the third right, period. Yeah. And that was the first step for David Quinn to say, all right, 
I'm not going to deal with this anymore, which gets back to something else. And that is, did somebody say something to him in the second period and he was all twisted up and then the third period started and he did that? I don't know, but he lost his composure. He can't do that. And that's obviously what he's going to have to think about for the next two games. All right. Enough about Tomas Hurdle. We've talked for about three and a half minutes on it. And he's gone for the next two games. Look at the Calgary side of this tonight, the rematch. They got a victory, and they, you know, they did a lot of really good things. I think that uh, Rasmus Anderson had an amazing game on defense. That pass across the ice was great, but he was plus four. His partner, Noah Hannafin, also plus four in the game. And I'm looking at the number of shifts that the average defenseman is playing in the NHL. These, are, these guys are right at the top of the NHL and being used by their coach. So now we're in another situation where they might get used even a little more simply because uh, Gilbert, who dropped the gloves with Gadjevich, was obviously shaken up on the play, never returned. He's, he's not going to play. didn't practice yesterday. I'd be really surprised if he gets back in. And then near the end of the game, Nikita Zadorov blocked, I think, believe it was a Tomas Hurdle yeah. shot. He was injured. Yeah. In fact, there was Not some right blood, up. looked like. And I maybe I his hand. Thought, I thought it was it broke the, his hand. See, I thought it was the skate. He blocked the shot, but then on that play, Hurdle skates by him, and that's when I thought he got hurt. That's when I thought he got hurt. So you think it was a think cut? It was a cut, yeah. Now the Flames have a situation on defense because Chris Tanev is, I think, ready to come back, but they're not sure. We're going to have to see if they recall anybody this morning uh, to, to, to play from the Calgary Wranglers, which is yeah. an interesting decision. Would have been an easier easier call uh, last year because they were the Stockton Heat. Right. And now this year they're the Calgary Wranglers. Too bad, Calgary. Yeah, well, so you get on, get some fire. So you get to Calgary, San Francisco as a direct flight. But you don't get here until about... 4.30? 4.30, yeah. And then you have traffic from San Francisco exactly. to San Jose. Yeah, even your, it doesn't matter which car you have, you're better off taking, taking the BART. Now, we don't know if they've done anything yet because I haven't bothered to look on the yeah. Google machine to see if any recalls have happened, which is something that we do every day. But... This is interesting now because the Sharks have, this is the last two games of this five-game segment. They're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. We talked about these five-game segments being important to just sort of break down the season. This one critical for the Sharks' hopes to stay in the conversation. They put themselves in the position where they have to get two wins to really be in the conversation. And that means getting a, a, a give-back or a bounce-back win against Calgary tonight. And then you've got Dean Evison and the high-flying Minnesota Wild coming into town. Ryan Reeves throwing his weight around and everything else on Thursday. We'll deal with that on Thursday. But what do you do tonight? What 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 do you do if you're the San Jose Sharks? You don't have to change a lot. It was 2-1 going into the third. Even though they were badly outshot in the first, they came down in the second. They gave up too many odd man rushes. They Poor Capo. Yeah, yeah, but they had to make better reads away from the puck. And they've got to make sure, and we, it was one of our keys last game, puck management or puck placement, but you do got to do it early. you got to do it at the right timing. And so they, they weren't that bad in the second period. They got better, and they're in a, in a position to be get themselves into the game, tie the game up, and then the third period, Chirutli derailed them. Is it my imagination, or do we almost never, ever, ever, see a Sharks opponent put the puck into the trapezoid where the goaltenders can play it, and on the other side, we see it about 20 times a game. I don't know, maybe that's an exaggeration. Uh, 20 might be an exaggeration, but no, we're not. I mean, when you look at, when you, they, they've got it now, David, this is not anything against coaching staff because no. they have been preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching puck placement, but it, what happens is, like Eric Carlson put it in, um, 
twice in two games ago in LA and he drills it around where there's no chance for the goalie to go out and get it. Just drills it and then you're able to go where and you know where it's going if you're a forward. You see him doing it, you know where it's going. So they've got to be better with puck placement, puck management. They've got to be better and more proactive at getting in the forecheck. I thought Calgary in the first period exited the zone far too easily, just like LA. But talk to Ryan Warsawski before the, the third period, and they, the coaches liked the, the bounce back in period two. They were expecting a better third period, but it got derailed um, right off the bat. And so now that's what the Sharks have to swirl themselves into for this game. They've got to deal without being, being without Tomas Hurdle, that is. And so that's going to change the lines around a little yeah. bit. Probably Oscar Lindblom will get back in. He sat out last game for the first time. But you never know, CJ Cease plays center, he might get in. So it's going to be an interesting decision as the guys are on the ice right now for the morning skate. My expectation is we're going to see James Reimer. And that's not the fault of Capo Kakinen the other night. He was really solid, especially early, making a couple of really good saves. But there's nothing much he could have done in that situation. But yet, uh, you know, he comes out a little bit early working with uh, Thomas Spear. My guess is we'll see Reims tonight. He's been really good since he's come back from injury when he's gotten healthy. So... Here's the hope that, uh, that he can get a pretty good game in tonight. But it's going to be a fascinating decision to see exactly what the Sharks do. And will there be a recall of any kind? I don't know. It doesn't yeah. look like it. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Remember, C.J. Seuss is, is here, too. Right. I uh, said that. Oh, did you? Sorry. I was trying to count all the players over in the ice see if it was a full practice or not. So C.J. will probably get in the lineup then if Tomas is how is there? Oh, no, you mentioned Lindbaum. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they decided to put in there, but um, let's get some speed. Let's get some guys going. Let's get some guys who are willing to do what they're supposed to do in order to win the game. One guy who is doing what he's supposed to do is Eric Carlson. That was an exquisite pass to Timo Meyer, who's also playing well. We're on the air at 7 o'clock tonight, Sharks and the Flames. That's it for the morning skate for today. You've been listening to the Sharks morning skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.